Saturday, June 5th, at 6 p.m., Seagrove Village, Florida. He was late. The country club's parking lot was nearly full, but Detective Jeff Myers spotted an empty slot in the last of five rows. He parked and cut the engine, grabbed the invitation to Harvey and Roxy Talbot's remarriage off the center console, and then rushed through the humid heat back to the main entrance. Cold air blasted him in the face. He breathed deeply, relishing it. No doubt all the Crossroads Crisis Center staff were already out in the courtyard. He hated to show up for a classy event late and sweaty, but thanks to clashing factions at Ruby's Diner over the coming mayoral election, there hadn't been time to shower and change clothes. Bypassing a grouping of sofa and chairs, Jeff headed toward the back of the building. With all its polish and gold-framed original art, the club was too elegant for his tastes. But the people were friendly enough to make it semi-comfortable. There was no need to ask anyone where to go, which was a good thing, since not a soul was in sight. Kind of funny, that. But Annie and Nora, the self-appointed Seagrove Village wedding planners, had made sure if a body found the front door, there'd be no confusion. Rose petals on the cool marble floor created a path between white stretched columns to a set of French doors that led outside to the courtyard. A sign would have worked, but the club didn't allow them. There were limits to its tolerance for things that pricked at its perception of class. Since Roxy had her heart set on the inner courtyard, they had scheduled the ceremony later in the day to avoid the relentless heat. But it still radiated. With reluctance, Jeff left the cool lobby and closed the French doors behind him. Doing his job or not, he would get his ears blistered by Nora for being late. His only hope was that the village matriarch was so focused on the ceremony she wouldn't notice. She was getting up in age and bat blind, seeing walls only when she bumped into them. But Jeff had never known Ben Brandt's housekeeper to miss a thing that mattered to her, which meant Jeff was going to get reamed. He resigned himself to it. Nora had put everyone on notice. This ceremony had to be perfect for Harvey and Roxy. Dr. Harvey Talbot worked at Ben's crisis center, and Nora worked for Ben. That put Harvey under Nora's protective wing as one of her boys. She was beloved in the village, and anyone who messed with her would answer to everyone, Jeff included. Truly, Harvey and Roxy getting back together was a miracle, and all the villagers were glad to see it. They never should have gotten divorced. Harvey hadn't wanted it. But Roxy was with the FBI, and she pulled a case that involved Nina. Nihilist in anarchy. A group of terrorists with a criminal wing so ruthless it gave Homeland Security, law enforcement, and crooks cold chills. Roxy had divorced Harvey to get him out of the line of fire so Nina wouldn't hurt him or use him to get to her. Not that she'd explain that to Harvey, which is why he'd been as miserable as a man on death row. Apparently so would she. Jeff followed the rose petal trail onto a stone walkway that wound between fat shrubs and fountains that cooled the air with a welcome mist. He liked to pause to cool down, but didn't dare. If he was lucky, he'd get to hear the I do agains. Intended to seat 50, the intimate courtyard was surrounded on all sides by brick buildings that held in the heat. He rushed his steps, rounded a cluster of petite palms and spiny palmettas, and came to a dead halt. Bodies lay everywhere. All the white-slatted chairs stood empty, and every guest who should have been in one was sprawled on the ground. Under the arch draped in leafy greenery and pink roses lay Harvey and Roxy and Reverend Brown. 
Jeff didn't dare move. Hyper alert, he scanned the scene. The crossroads group was clustered together. Nora lay face down, her arm outstretched, as if reaching for her companion, Clyde Parker, who was flat on his back with a toppled chair parked half on his stomach. It wasn't moving. With breaths, that chair should be moving. Jeff whipped out his phone and hit speed dial, phoning the station. Busy. No surprise, most who'd answer were here, supine on the grass. The silence in the courtyard was deafening. They all lay motionless. What had happened here?